0: I put the new forges on the tree. I trap until the blood bottoms is underneath. Cause all my homies got it out the street. I keep a honey racks inside my jeans. I remember hitting the mall with my whole team. Now a homie can't answer calls cause I'm bowling. I was waking up getting racks in the morning. What, what the. What was that, dude? Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. I need to get outside. Like, now. What up, what up? We're back. Episode 7? of the country cast. As always, my name is Brandon Clay. Man, it's been a while. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I hope everything is well with everyone. Day 3896 of coronacation. Soaking up the sun, living the dream. Why not, right? I thank you all so much for tuning in every week. I'm just as bored as you, but I'm here to keep you entertained, whether you're A teenage kid going through high school. And we're going to touch on that actually real quick. If you're a senior in high school, if you're a college senior, if you're a parent to a senior in high school or college, I have so much mourn for you. I feel horrible because I have been there. I'm a junior in college now about to be a senior. And, you know, you see it everywhere on social media how everyone's celebrating your graduation as a 2020 graduate. But, you know, it's not the same. You get to spend time with your family and your friends at this, you know, all the hard work that you've done. And it's kind of just down the drain, but at the same time, it's not, you know, you have to, I, I read on Facebook or something, you know, there's videos everywhere about congratulations class of 2020. There's some cool people, you know, commemorating them, but at the same time, it's not the same, but appreciate the, the road you traveled. If you're a senior in high school, you're a senior in college. I know it sucks so bad. I, I couldn't even imagine how bad you're feeling right now. But uh, just my shout-out to them because you guys are getting kind of screwed through all this. Anyways, Cast episode 7. I thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. We're doing great on numbers, guys. It's all because of you. Uh, for the reason why you know the numbers are coming up. We're looking at new sponsors because our unfortunate contract... <laughs> With Ben's Tackle Shack. It's coming to a close soon. June 1st. We're getting a new, a new uh sponsorship. Did you hear Ben's Tackle Shack? Is that what you heard? You heard right? And our proud sponsor is still Ben's Tackle Shack, where you can get the best live bait in the world. You can pull up right with your boat if you have one. But Ben's Tackle Shack right on the Quabog Bog River in White White? White's landing. Brookfield Mass. Go check it out. If you're not from Massachusetts, check out their Facebook page. They got way more likes than I do. Check out their Facebook page, Ben's Tackle Shack. They got a thing. I got to show the, find the Instagram. They do this thing where if you buy like 200 bucks worth of stuff, you get to ring the bell. Let me let me find it. Here's the Instagram video right here. Ben, can you ring the bell? This is the newest one this morning. White and crystal. I must say the support has been unreal. And for that, Ring that bell! So, like, they, they they have customers come in. They purchase, like, I don't know, 200 bucks, I think. And you ring the bell. So, Ben's Tackle Shack, White's Landing, Quaybug River. Go check it out. That's our proud sponsor until June 1st. So, boys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're still here in our house. Bored as hell, but I hope you are outside I hope you're enjoying the warm weather. I hope you're taking showers because like hygiene's huge, bro. I know a lot of people don't take showers. Luke, my brother, 15 years old, kid's not showering. Take a shower, kid. You're smelling up the house, kid. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I've probably said that a gazillion times, but we're going to talk about all new music as always, country, non-country. This episode is going to be talking about the 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else What does that mean? So it's a song in country music. I'll give you an example in a second that was written and supposed to be performed by another country artist but was then later performed and made famous by another country artist. An example, let's see if I can find it. American Kids by Kenny Chesney. Let's see if I can play the clip. Hold on. This is where the car broke down. Yaladong's by Kenny Chesney, of course you all know this. It's probably one of the biggest country hits was supposed to be performed by someone else Written by Shane McNally. We'll get into that the whole thing So 13 country hits that was originally supposed to be performed by someone else But first but first new music is upon us Quarantine we can't go to a concert There's gonna be drive-in concerts Never mind drive-in movie theaters. There's going to be driving concerts. New music. We're going to highlight all of your favorite country music releases and your non-favorite non-country music releases. Because damn, we're getting a crap ton of music, but we can't listen to it. We can't leave our house. I suppose you can. Everyone's out and about anyways, but you're not supposed to. Can't go to a concert. All right, let's break down the new music here. Welcome to the new live music, or not live, welcome to the new music section of this podcast. Starting off with the country music section. Alright, chill with the voice. Number one at one margarita. I wish I had a margarita, even though I don't like margaritas. Luke Bryan released one margarita about last week uh, with his 10 song album Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. What the hell are you doing here, Luke Bryan? Pre-order is uh, expected August 7th, 2020. You can pre-order it now on iTunes. But that's his number one song right now, One Margarita. Along with that album is going to be Knockin' Boots. Knockin' Boots, you know that one. At number two right now is Single Saturday Night by Cole Swindell. Just released it as a single literally a couple days ago, like two days ago. Give that a listen. I haven't listened to that yet. One of my favorites that's released in the past couple days was the Six Pack EP by Florida Georgia Line. The cover's really cool. It's a, the new, newest that we've heard from FGL in the past couple months since their uh, album release. They have six songs, obviously. They're all pretty good. Countryside's one of my favorites. Uh, Second Guessing is from Songland, that TV show that has uh, Ryan Tedder from One Republic, Shane McNally, who's a world-renowned country music writer. It's a good show, but, you know, they come in and they have, like, rising artists or whatever songwriters write songs for these famous artists, like Florida Georgia Line, and Second Guessing was picked for the song, and it's number one right now. So, check out the Six Pack EP by FGL. The number two album out right now is Jordan Davis' EP, self-titled. Jordan Davis has a... Oh, my God, you got a beautiful beard. You have such an amazing beard. It's a country. Obviously country, but... If you don't know who Jordan Davis is, he's a pretty newish country guy. Released a six song EP featuring Cool Anymore with Julia Michaels. And the one that I like is Almost Maybe's. So that's the new one from Jordan Davis. Craig Morgan. If you don't know who that is, you do. He sings, what's the one? He sings, uh, oh my goodness. How does it go? Uh, outskirts of Heaven, I think. No, wait, that's Craig Campbell, dude. Or Craig Campbell. Craig Morgan. I know, you know Craig Morgan. I'm sorry I did you dirty, Craig Morgan. I know, I'm 21, dude. Call me some slack. Kenny Chesney has released his album since we last talked, I think. Here and Now, which, like I said earlier, yeah, I think it did release. It's not getting enough press, not getting enough love as it should be. A 12-song album. Poor guy, I feel so bad. He had to recently postpone his chillaxification tour to 2021 where he always comes to New England. He comes to the Gillette Stadium every year. And it was a cool lineup. It was so cool. It was Florida, Georgia Line, Old Dominion, and Kenny Chesney. That's basically three concerts in one. So he literally just postponed that last week on Instagram. So here and now, great album. I like it. At number six for albums is What You See Is What You Get. That was released back in November by Luke Combs. Still kicking ass. Still still doing amazing. What else has been released? Champagne by Lady A, who's doing really, really good. That was another song from Songland, that same show. It's pretty good. It's decent. Uh, what else is going on? Bluebird by Miranda Lambert. Still doing pretty well right now. It's number 11 in country radio. And the number one song in country radio right now, just recently, is Chasing You by Morgan Wallen. Of course it is, dude. It's it's freaking Morgan Wallen. It's my guy. So that's it for country music. Nothing it's not that time right now. There's going to be new country music coming in like in June. I can I feel like that's what happens usually, but things might be different because of corona. Oh, man. All right, some new not so country music. I got to go to the all genres. Number 1 right now is Rain on Me. With Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, so Lady Gaga, I guess, is coming out with a new album. Oh, next week. Oh, okay. So "Rain on Me," and then that she has a song called "Stupid Love." I'll give that a listen. Uh, number two right now, August D two. What the hell is that? K-pop. That. Uh, yep. Uh, not even going to talk about it. K-pop. Nice. Uh, let's see, DaBaby's still still kicking butt. Gunna. The rapper Gunna is, has released a new album called Wanna. Nice, dude. Original. Gunna naming an album called Wanna. No, it's actually kind of fire. It's a great album, but come on, get a better album name, dude. The 1975 recently released their third studio out for fifth. Oh, my God. I'm a big 1975 guy, too. Notes on Conditional Form. I think it's a great album. There's 22 songs on it, and I don't think there's a bad song on it. You have to be the kind of fan. Like, if you don't like this, you either hate the 1975 or you love them. There's no in between with them. Uh, what else has come out? I'm trying to think. I'm looking right here right now. Uh The Weeknd is still doing really good. Nick Jonas released a song Until We Meet Again featured on The Voice. Which I guess they just had their finale too. What else is is doing really good right now? The baby, like I said earlier, Meg the Stallion and Beyonce is doing a remix called Savage. You know the TikToks. I'm a savage. Nah, don't don't listen to it. No, like listen to it, but but don't <laughs> just don't. Uh, fun fact about that one song. So if you don't know what Savage is, look it up. It's a big TikTok like high school college song. Look it up because. It's a remix with Beyonce, but it's the only number one song to become not only become number one, but to become a remix and reach number one. The only other one that was close to reaching number one was the remix with Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. So obviously you guys are probably like, oh, like Lil Nas X, Old Town Road, that was number one for weeks. You're right, it was. But it was deemed not a remix because it got more views, it got more streams over the original. It's a whole thing, but this is the first ever number one remix of all time. So I don't don't know why I know that, but that's it for new music. Justin Bieber's doing pretty good. Before You Go by Louis Capaldi is still out there. It's all right. I like Louis Capaldi. He's a funny dude. If you want to be on my show, Louis Capaldi, get on my show, dude. Oh, the, the last one, and this is probably it for new music, other than country, honestly, is Jonas Brothers. It's called X. It's actually really good. I wish I could find a clip of it. It's, it. It just released a couple days ago. I don't know who Carol G is, but that's who's featured in it. And, oh, they have two songs. Okay. It's called X. It's a single. They I think they're going to release a, an album soon, but I I'd be down with it. It's a good song. If it's not country, I mean, I give the Jonas Brothers a lot of credit. They came back out of nowhere, and now they're doing really good. So that's our new music section for today. Let's get down into the business right here for what are we doing today? We're talking about the 13 songs. I got to find it. 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else, but ended up becoming famous through another country band or artist. All right, we're going to get right into that right now. We'll be right back. Okay, the 13 songs... That were huge, supposed to be sung by someone else. Wow. Uh, let's go all the way down to number thirteen. I haven't read the list yet, just to kind of see, like, what you know shocked me and what won't. But I know. So what this is, give you a little background. It's it's hard to imagine like your favorite country hits being sung by a different artist, right? But if the writers of these songs had their way, you'd probably be singing a whole different tune. To some other band that could probably be famous. Sometimes an artist or their manager decides to pass on a recording of a song and that song has to become big in order for it to, you know, become on radio. But sometimes it's not a big success. Sometimes it is. And this list here is these songs that were, they they just got big. So what it is, it's basically, it's a, a song that's written, planned to be performed by someone else in the country music business, but it ends up not and becoming a huge hit. So at number 13, the song Drunk On You by Luke Bryan, a classic hit, you know, it's like Drunk On You, you know that song, performed by Luke Bryan, written by, I can probably look, he is a part writer, but it was not supposed to go to him, it was supposed to be sung by Jason Aldean instead of Luke Bryan, I did not know that, Aldean didn't think it was rocking enough for the album he was working with at the time. Because, you know, Jason Aldean's a very upbeat country guy. He's very gritty. Like, you know, I've seen him live. He's great. Luke Bryan, this song itself is very mellow, kind of sad a little bit. But it's not the vibe that Aldean wanted. Therefore, Luke Bryan took it. And it took off to probably make Luke Bryan as big as he is today. I could agree. That that song definitely boosted him, for sure. So that that doesn't surprise me. At number 12, a little more country than that. Uh, Easton Corbin produced it, heard the song, recommended it to him. Uh, this person, Blaine Larson. No idea who Blaine Larson... Oh, yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I know who Blaine Larson is. Uh, country singer-songwriter. This was originally uh, recorded before Easton Corbin's producer took it, and it took off. So that's pretty cool. Blaine Larson. I didn't know that. At number 11, this one shocked me. Chicken Fried by the one and only Zac Brown band. Great song. Great, Probably the number one karaoke song. Written by... Alan Jackson, he decided to record the song. I'm sorry, it was not written by Alan Jackson. It was written by Zach Brown entirely. So I'm sorry, I'm not giving credit to the right person. It makes sense that, you know, he would take the song and create it into his own Zach Brown band version. If Alan Jackson did it, it'd be kind of weird. But I think there's covers online of Alan Jackson doing it. And it was supposed to be his like Zach Brown was never supposed to release chicken fried, which is kind of weird. At number 10, Island in the Stream, originally written by Marvin Gaye. But it was released as a Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton tune, which is probably, you know, if you're an oldie but goodie, you know Islands in the Stream is Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's song. It's a huge hit. It still is a huge hit. The Bee Gees had to change the song around first since they originally wrote it in R&B style for Marvin Gaye. So that's weird. The Bee Gees, if you, if you, this is way back... The Bee Gees wrote the song originally for Marvin Gaye. They fixed the song so it could be a Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton tune. Never knew that. That's interesting. Okay, where are we at? We are at number 9 for the 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else. At number 9, we have The House That Built Me. It's that quiet song from about 2009, I believe. It's a great song performed by Miranda Lambert. It's a great hit. I feel like no one else could perform that or or sing it as well as she did. But as a matter of fact, it was originally supposed to be performed by Blake Sheldon. They were married at the time, too. Blake Sheldon intended to sing the song, but he saw how much it meant to her and how Miranda Lambert was touched by the song when she first heard it. So she literally gave it to her. Wow. And now they're divorced. (laughs) And now Blake Sheldon's married to Gwen Stefani now. So, wow, that's weird. The Beautifully Touching Tune went number one in one Song of the Year honors at both the CMAs and the ACMs. Both huge honors, as well as the Grammy for Best Female Country Vocal Performance. Shout out. That's a huge move by Blake Shelton. Because I feel like it, it would sound cool with Blake Shelton, but Miranda Lambert probably made it. It's, it's obviously, you know, that's the reason why it became number one for so long. That's crazy. I did not know that. Number eight, American Honey originally written by, or not written, but performed by Lady A. This was their third consecutive number one, cementing the band as the real deal. This is their song that made them big. You might not know it. I didn't know it at first. I just recently discovered it. Who was it originally supposed to be? It was supposed to be Carrie Underwood's. Song gods giveth and the songs gods taketh away. Carrie Underwood's career took off. When Sarah Evans passed on what became her first big hit. So then Carrie Underwood did the same thing. And it became Lady A's third consecutive number one. American Honey helped the trio land the Grammy for Best Country Album. Wow. That people, hey, that's what we're all about here. In country music, helping people out. Number seven, unbelievable. Supposed to be Diamond Rio, or supposed to be George Jones's, but ended up being Diamond Rio's fun-tongue-twisting hit. Was written for George Jones. But, Diamond Rio took it. If you know them, check them out. I mm. Number six. Same thing. The Cheap Seats. Oak Ridge Boys. For over a year, it was held onto by the Oak Ridge Boys without releasing it. Meanwhile, Alabama was chomping at it for a bit. I know Alabama. The boys eventually released their hold on the tune, and Alabama turned it into a top 20 hit. I know, Al- I know that song. Cheap Seats by Alabama. Check it out. All right, our top five. Here we go. Top five. At number five, for the 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else, Independence Day was performed. Martina McBride. She actually caught a little flack for the music video of the song. Check out the music video, which depicts a woman. Uh, just uh, just check it out. It's, it's her. She's burning a house. Um, it's actually it's a good video. I, I remember when I was young, I was like, oh my god, there's a house burning. And originally, supposed to be owned and performed by Reba McIntyre. One of the goats of uh, country music. Okay, number four. Number four for 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else. These are all shocking. I just kind of took a glimpse, and I am shocked. Drink a Beer by Luke Bryan. That was a number one hit for a while. Let's read the description. Uh, this artist turned down Luke Bryan's mega hit "Drink a Beer" when it was originally presented to him or her. Bryan made the song an ode to his late brother and sister, Brentley, who is the person. Dirks Bentley, yep, went on to have success with other tunes, obviously, but this was supposed to be his song. Dirk Bentley was supposed to own "Drink a Beer," but I'm glad it went to Luke Bryan and stayed with him because it's an ode to his, you know, this passing of his brother and sister. Pretty interesting. Because if anyone else would have performed that, it wouldn't be the same. It's a great song. Uh, Dirk Bentley also declined Lee Bryce's I Drive Your Truck and Gary Allen's Watching Airplanes. Imagine Dirk Bentley performing I Drive Your Truck. You if you if you're like kind of familiar with Country, you know I Drive Your Truck by Lee Bryce. That's an oldie, but it's so good. Like you that will never get old. Number three, we're at the top three. Take me home, country road. Like, I just sing it. I hear that everywhere. Country road, take me home. I can't sing, but like, you know what I'm talking about. This is weird. I did not know. You probably knew about this, but I did not. Take Me Home, Country Road, originally performed by John Denver, one of his biggest hits and probably the best thing to ever happen in West Virginia (laughs) in their Mountain Mamas, (laughs) was meant for the one and only Johnny Cash. Until John Denver heard it, and pleaded to get the cut luckily there's some footage of the two performing it as a duet in 1977 i'll play the clip actually i can't play the clip but check it out it's really cool wow john denver and johnny cash playing take me home country roads that's really weird so i guess john denver was kind of like hey i want this this is big it's going to be big let me let me have it And Johnny Cash is basically like, okay, you know, I kind of have had my fame. I'm kind of on the rise. I'll let you have it. Type of ish. Which I'm fine with. That's fine. We're at the number two spot. Like I said earlier, American Kids by Kenny Chesney is at the number two spot for the 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else. I don't know why I just got so mad. I'm so sorry. When I get on tangents, I get passionate. All right, we are at the number two spot. With American Kids, originally performed by Kenny Chesney. The writer of this song, who is Shane McNally, who's kind of a household name in the country music world. He's featured on Songland. He's a judge and kind of helps out writing the new songs. And he writes a crap ton of country music that you know. You Look up Shane McNally. He's written an insane amount of songs. So he sent a demo to Kenny. But Chesney reportedly never listened to it. So... Another band in the country music business worked up the song, began recording for it, began, you know, preparing to release it as their own. One day, Chesney and Shane McNally were on a flight somewhere when Kenny Chesney found the email with a demo. He then listened to it and decided it would be his next single before ever getting it to the chorus. So he listened to the first verse and was like, yeah, this is it. I want it. He knew. He knew it was going to be a big hit. He knew it was going to be catchy and he has the right ear for it. So that's funny. So Shane McNally was like, Yo, Little Big Town, who's the band? Can you like not release this? We want Kenny Chesney to do it. And of course, they were fine, which is, you know, they're, they're super nice people. So Little Big Town was still just as big, but that could have been a big few because uh, Little Big Town picked it up and they were like, Yo, like this is ours now. We're going to make it big. But <laughs> Shane McNally had to make the executive decision because it's his song that he wrote was like, Hey, like I know american kids you know rolling up in little pink houses. i i don't want to sing to you i'm sorry dude but you know the song uh a little messed up but we're all all right hey like that is so catchy who wouldn't want to keep that as their own but i don't think little big town would have made it theirs i wish there was a a demo of the little big town recording because it's somewhere i just don't know where so here's a fun fact about that the song's lyrics are mostly comprised of other song title ideas mcnally and his co writers had or co-writers had Interesting, fun fact about that. Yeah, super catchy. I love super catchy songs like that. And the number one song of the 13 country hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else, at number one, Jesus Take the Wheel, Carrie Underwood's number one hit was at number one for 20 consecutive uh, weeks uh, on the country charts and reaching at number 20 on the pop charts. So hitting both sides. Carrie Underwood's never been pop-ish. She kind of is now. The song also isn't pop, really. I don't know why it's at number 20, or why it made number 20 in the pop charts. Carrie Underwood made it her post-American Idol debut song. Ended up spending 20 weeks at number one, and like I said, number 20 in the pop charts. Underwood went on to, you know, just become a superstar. Just be great. She's amazing. She's probably one of, I wouldn't say underrated, but people take her for granted that don't appreciate country music as well. People are like, oh, she went to American Idol. She, you know, of course she's going to be big. No, it's not true. Like she was given the opportunity to be as big as she is now. And she took it and she wrote some amazing songs. So Jesus Take the Wheel was originally supposed to be Sarah Evans. Sarah Evans missed the big one because this could have been her claim to fame. She's not a household name like Carrie Underwood is either. Sarah Evans is a well-known country music songwriter. But this could have been her claim to fame. This could have changed the entirety of who Carrie Underwood is now. You don't know what could have happened. So that's my, or not my list, but that is the, what is it? Wide Open com's 13 country big hits that were supposed to be sung by someone else. Pretty interesting, actually. I, I'm glad I read that list because I, I learned a lot from from that list. That just about does it on my end. Just wanted to get another episode out there. I, I promise you I'll be banging out more because I know there's a bunch of you guys that are eager to, to listen, I appreciate that so much. And um, Some new stuff coming at you. I got a couple more podcasts coming out that I can't officially announce, but you'll have to check it out on my Instagram at Clay 98 uh, We got some big stuff coming. I got two podcasts coming in a little bit. So, of course, I'll be plugging those all summer long because what else am I going to be doing? A uh, big shout-out to Ben's Tackle Shack with our final week of our contract sponsorship running out. Definitely check them out. They're doing really well for the first couple of weeks. Obviously, times are tough, not just for them as a local business, but for every local business in the country. So what I learned from my friends is to what friends? Just kidding. <laughs> what uh, is to go to local places and buy stuff, whatever it is. That's why it's huge to have a sponsorship with a local business like Ben's. Because they're doing really well, because you know, it's, it's that time of season to be fishing and go on the water and go on the boat and, and just just fish. But there's other businesses that are not doing as well as you know, you would think they'd be doing. So just, you know, continue to support local businesses continue to support your senior in college, or your senior in high school, because man, that sucks. I remember, I was in high school, and it was the greatest time of my life as a senior, I did crap for homework. And <laughs> I just walked around the halls, and it was awesome. But I, I feel horrible for the seniors right now because they didn't get their proper farewell, you know, and it, it will never be the same, whether if they have a graduation or not in July, I know that in Massachusetts, they're doing graduations in July. It's not the same dude. It, it won't be like, I've seen like demos of chairs being six feet apart. Like I know people are being safe. like It, it makes complete sense, but don't do it. Honestly, that's my opinion. It won't be the same. You have to wear a face mask, whatever. Like, that's fine. If you want to do it, do it. But don't force kids to graduate in July. Please don't do it. I think just get it over with. Mail them the, the diploma. I think they've gotten, you know, it's kind of just beating a dead horse at this point. I know families want to see their kid graduate, but I, I don't know. There has to be an alternative somehow. Postpone it till next year. Graduate with us. I don't care. Just, i no, well, don't do that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just sad. I feel horrible for them. You guys deserve a lot. And don't forget. That you know, you you guys aren't forgotten, but don't forget of the road, the road you traveled, cause that's very important. That's why you guys celebrate it. That's just as about it for me. Uh, keep an eye out for the new podcast coming out. We got some new ones that I'm super excited to announce them next week. Uh, I've said it in my other podcast if you've listened as to what they're going to be about, but they're they're super exciting. So two of them coming at you with two different co-hosts. I know it was just me today, and I I think Ben Brophy's going to hop on next week. So I miss you, Ben. Please come back and give me a hug virtually (laughs) I will see you next week country cast I promise you I'll get an episode out what's today 24th probably get an episode out next Monday too so I promise you I got you guys thanks all we'll see you next week oh and by the way here's the uh, Morgan Wallen song I promised that neon sign hanging outside that bar should have said go home if you know what's good for your heart When she sat down and that 85 pie t-shirt Should've said, watch out, boy, you're gonna wind up her And that label on that whiskey on that shelf Should've said, don't buy no shots for no one else Should've come with a warning, ooh Don't sit right there, don't sit on what they're pouring, You, Her kiss is gonna kill you in the morning No, it ain't gonna end too good. Everything bad that night, I thought.